Welcome to Tenet Men. Welcome to Tenet Men. I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film, Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward through the film. Kevin is on the blue team traveling in reverse. How are you, Kevin? I'm good. You know, traveling in reverse has its uh, advantages, as you know. Uh, oh, tell, tell me. Uh, for instance, I made a mistake in the previous, or we made a mistake in the previous um, uh, episode. But for me, I get to correct it because I'm inverted. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it hasn't happened yet for me. <laughs> Your mistake has not happened yet. I love no, that. Even though you, the audience may have heard it, but <laughs> that's only because you're on this journey with us. It didn't really happen yet. I'll clear that up at some point. <laughs> I can't wait. You're going to get into that in your minute? Uh, sh- sure, unless it comes up in your minute, because it is. Uh, okay. It might. I got <laughs> I got some stuff in my minute. Uh, actually, I have one big question in my minute. Let's just go get into it. Uh, I got some dialogue and a little bit of action and maybe a goof and some, <laughs> some, some temporal explaining. <laughs> Tem- temporal. Yeah, there's explosion. something there, isn't there? Temporal. Tem- temporal planations. <laughs> Tem- I don't know. Temporal pincer explanations. Yeah. <laughs> TPEs, if you will. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Great. We need more acronyms if we're going to form a government agency on time travel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need that TPE, TPE on my desk first thing in the morning. Well, like a TPP it. would it be a temporal, oh, TPM. TPE. Temporal pincer T- movement. TPM would be the movement. TPE yeah. would be like the explanation. That's the retro. We need a retro on the on the temporal pincer review. We need a temporal pincer review on that TPM. latest movement. <laughs> but sir, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> well, get with somebody who has happened to it. <laughs> oh man, we need to make a tenant cartoon. <laughs> I guess Rick and Morty already did. All right, let's get into yeah. this. Actually, oh, hold on. Before I get into it, you know there's a Family Guy episode where, like, Stewie reverses time? Uh, I'm, I, dude, it's been going on forever. <laughs> it's in Simpsons territory now. Okay. Um, right. For me. Every now and then I'll hear, it's like South Park. Every now and then people are like, oh, you should check out this episode and I'll check it out. But um, I'm, I'm not a Family Guy uh, purist. But I do fall down the rabbit hole of, like, watching the goddamn people who turn them into shorts. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll flick through like five of those before I'm like, wait, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I love I love Family Guy. But yeah, I was like randomly watching last week and I saw like an episode where Stewie turns back. Like everything, all time is in reverse and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Tenet. <laughs> before, way before Tenet, right? Oh, way before. Oh, way before, yeah, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. there's no temporal pincer movements. Yeah, he just yeah. has to he just has to, you know, create a device to to get time moving forward again. Uh-huh. They call it, they called it they they didn't call it time inversion, they call it something else. Anyway, this is such a tangent. Let's get into <laughs> my minute. Uh, this is episode 31. I am at the 30 minute 21 second mark covering to 31 21. 
Last week, my entire minute was a cat dialogue, um, a monologue, and we are continuing in that monologue. She left oh. off last week with, I took Max ashore. So she smashes the raspberries. Uh, she took Max ashore. And that's where we pick up. He called okay. us, he called us contrite. Uh, he called us contrite, by the way, us. Us. Um, so yeah. Max and her are both contrite. I guess. I mean, I don't know what Max did to deserve the contrite label, but whatever. It seems like the nicest thing Sater's ever called somebody. I mean, <laughs> from what we've seen him capable of. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and then he's, she said, and when we got back, I glimpsed some other woman diving off the boat. Now, I had to stop for a second and think about this because you just covered. This is my room. this is my screw up, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah. Well, so I was like, what is the time is the timing right here? Because she comes back. She does come back after the fight. That's the whole point, right? Like she comes back like future future cat comes back you know the wounded cat comes back after the fight to apologize and try and like make amends and and like seduce Sater a little bit to hold his attention long enough before shooting him so that the whole operation can be complete so I, the timing is right so like she's coming back to the boat her future self jumps off the boat um but here's where it gets interesting okay so and they actually show woman dives off the boat she yeah, we got back. I glimpsed some other woman diving off the boat, and he had vanished. Uh, yes, this is where I screwed up. This is the this line right here. He'd vanished. Uh, who? Like what? Where does he go? Well, this is where well, he I gets shot and pushed off the boat, right? I I had assumed from earlier in the dialogue that they had had that moment where she came back, and they had she had a memory of them watching the three of them watching the sunset together. Um, which my confusion, some, she says something to that effect earlier, but it happens before the fight. And I had confused it for happening after the fight. So this does check out in the predeterminist view of this time travel universe where everything that's happened has already happened. And everything you're doing in the future or the past is only going to make the things that happened happen. Okay. <laughs> so my confusion was last time I said that she has this memory of coming back to the boat with Max. She sees the woman dive off the boat and then they have a, a fake watch the sunset together. But no, that, that was my mistake. That doesn't happen. She, her memory is she comes back to the boat and he's gone. He's not there. Well, because she shot him and pushed him off the boat. She shot him and pushed him off the boat. And then she did. A, she was the one who dived off the boat and she's gone too. So like... But, but then he gets reintroduced at some point with no memory. Well, no, that's the no thing. with a memory of the fight. Yeah. Does he? I don't know. I think there's a paradox in here somewhere. Oh, yeah. Who does she fight with? Does she fight with the past him? Is he coming back? Like, it's like he's because we've we're already under the assumption like he's he's inverted himself to come back to this moment because he's enjoyed it. Right. But. And you made the point last week, are there like 10 satyrs running around in like the bottom of the ship bumping into each other? Like, oh, hey, hey, whose turn is it? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm getting back into my analysis from last year, from last, uh, last year. Jesus. How long have I been inverted? Um, 
too long, my friend. From, from last week. Oh my god, I keep reliving the same week. Uh, from okay, so Seder traveling normally through time is the one who has the fight with Cat in order to get her off the boat. Maybe, or maybe it just happens organically. He he adds her the proposition. Why don't you just get the heck out of here? Uh, you know. I know future me is coming back to die at this moment. Why don't you get out of here? You'll never see your son again or something. Um, and they have a fight. He calls her contrite. She takes off with her son to shore. And that's when, because nobody's on the boat, he takes that moment to disappear, knowing future self is coming back to the boat. Now, later in the third act, we see Kat sneak back on the boat. And then she sees a helicopter come in and land with future Seder on it. So whatever, wherever past Seder went, he disappeared sometime between when when Cat and her son left the boat and before future Cat returns to the boat. But we don't see that in the movie. We just have to assume that happens. Yeah, that's another one of those. Uh, it's a breach, man. It's a reach. It, like, it, I, I, I it would explain a lot if we see like. I mean, we never really have Seder's perspective by himself. Maybe we do uh, every now and then, but like we see Seder like jump on a speedboat or jump on a jet ski and just disappear. And he, I guess he has to go um, isolate himself for a day or two. And then he reintroduces himself into Kat's life. I don't know. But wouldn't he be, wouldn't he ask the question? He's like, He's like, hey, Kat, how was that How was that sunset that we saw that night on the yacht? And then she goes, I don't know. You weren't here when I got back to the boat. Wouldn't that? Wouldn't he be like, oh, wait, what? A, I, didn't, I wasn't here? <laughs> I need to coordinate with myself wait, wait, better. Yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to come back and watch the sunset with you and take my suicide pill. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, it could be that elaborate. Uh I don't know. Does is it? I guess is it the same Seder on the boat that has the fight? Like, is it the same timeline? Is Seder the same person who has the fight and then gets shot? No, because we see the helicopter land as Cat, as future Cat is on the boat. Okay, that that that's the one thing I'm using. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so he does. He leaves. So some Seder leaves. A different Seder comes back. That's why does? But like, they, they, why is he coming back to that moment? Like, it wasn't a good moment. They had just fought, and like the rest of their trip is miserable because Cat lets him know how she really feels about him. Yeah. Um, like, oh yeah, I want to go back in time to like one of the worst fights I ever had with my my wife. No, is he that crazy? Maybe he knows if they fight, then he gets makeup sex. <laughs> Maybe that's what he's setting up for himself. He's like, oh, yeah, so I'm going back to this time to get laid. He, yeah, he engineers the fight on that many on that many 3D chess levels where he's like, okay, I'm going to engineer a fight to get her off the boat. <laughs> then she's going to come back and be apologetic. And that's the moment I'm going to die in. I'm going to die in the moment where she comes back and she's very loving to me and she's apologetic and she, you know, she'll do whatever I say. I'll have one last... You know, one last good meal, one last good uh, cuddle session, and, uh, whatever they whatever they do when they're alone. <laughs> I suppose. Again, we're reaching. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> reaching. All right. So anyway, it's an interesting, interesting thought. Um, 
So he'd vanished. And then she says, I never felt so such envy. That brings us to 3035. End of the monologue. The protagonist steps mm. in. You don't seem the jealous type. She says of her freedom. You know how I dream of just diving off the boat. Uh, which is like a question, actually. You know how I dream of just diving off that boat. Protagonist, but you share a son. She says, that's my life now. Now he changes the subject. Good spy. Uh, did you know the drawing was a fake? No. Thomas and I became close, maybe too close. Uh, I failed. Andre can't conceive of failure, only betrayal. But I didn't betray my husband. Retrospect, maybe I missed my chance. So she wasn't even hooking up with this Italian artist, right? Or Spanish artist. Yeah. Um, so interesting, I guess. Do you have anything to add there? I don't know. I'm, I'm hung up on the fail. What did she fail to do? She failed to close the deal. The drawing was a failure. The drawing was a failure. Oh, right. Okay. But he doesn't see it as a failure. He sees it as a betrayal. Ah, uh, okay. I get it. Okay. Right. Like it's not, he doesn't recognize incompetence, only malice. I'm trying to I'm also hooked up on the close, maybe too close. Maybe my judgment was clouded, but I failed. Audrey can't. Andre can't conceive of failure. So she, 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 she sleep with this guy or not? I don't think so. No, no, she didn't. Right? She okay. says, she said I, I became close, maybe too close, but I didn't betray my husband. In retrospect, maybe I missed my chance. So she's saying she should have. Or is she saying she betray? She didn't betray her husband on the artwork. She betrayed her husband on the artwork, but not in their relationship. Yes, I think that's okay. what she's saying. Okay, yeah. I got it. Yeah, there was a double entendre, or not, or yeah, a double yeah. meaning in there that I wanted to piece out. And then the uh, protagonist, and he let Arepo walk free. <laughs> and she said, if you had actually met Arepo as you claimed, you'd understand he no longer walks anywhere. <laughs> Great line. Yeah. Protagonist, also quick. We spoke on the phone. <laughs> she says, he can't do that either. <laughs> hey. Yeah. And then uh, he asks, where's the drawing? She says, why? And now he's making his ask. Get me an introduction. I'll take the drawing out of the equation. No picture, no prosecution, no more hold over you. And that's it. That's the end of my Ooh. minute. It's a good, good spot to end. Mm -hmm. so, Can't talk ooh. either. So is he dead? <laughs> I think he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, unless he's, you know, like a like, vegetable somewhere. Yeah, maybe he's a vegetable somewhere. Like he kept doubling down. Uh, I, I meant text message. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. emailed. It was an email. Car carrier pigeon. <laughs> yeah. All okay. right. Blue team. You're up. All right. Blue team. Okay. We're starting. At the end of one conversation, I can't wait for this conversation because I rewatched it to get some context. And that's where I realized I had made a mistake um, and I had to go back to the script for all that part in your beginning. Um, so my minute starts at one hour, 53 minutes, 21 seconds. We are in, I think it's like the wheelhouse of that ship with Neil, Kat and the protagonist. And they're hatching out part of the plan. Um, let me get my pages in order here as I 
set the scene. So we have a beginning, an end of this conversation. We go through some interesting temporal pincer explanations. And then we have the beginning of a conversation between Ives and the protagonist that we ended on um, in my last uh, minute, my future minute to me, for those of you on the blue team. All right. I flipped all the way to the front of the book to read <laughs> your minute. <laughs> and now I'm flipping back. All right. Cat is the last one. To, or Cat and Protect are the last ones to speak in this conversation. She says, but if I'm caught there, talking about the yacht, and my son sees, you know, implying that if she gets uh, caught up on the yacht, her son will walk in on her murdering her husband. Um, and Jan goes on to say, I don't want those moments filled with anguish if those are going to be his last thinking if the moment is a failure the last thing she'll see is her mother <laughs> a doppelganger of her mother murdering her a doppelganger of her father on the yacht that's what she's worried about right just establishing that she has a ticking clock when she's on the yacht too and then the protagonist says they're not and we then break to some out, out of that scene we cut to a cool shot of the keel of the boat reversing through the water. So the waves, it's normally the waves crashing against the keel of the boat as it travels forward. We're seeing that in reverse. We then cut to the protagonist who we see, he was the one looking at that, just going, oh, that looks cool. Uh, he's got a mask on, so he's still inverted. He looks up in the sky and he sees a Chinook helicopter carrying a container, a shipping container that we know will be used in the third act. However, that shipping container is traveling the correct distance or the correct motion as it should through time. It is a cool shot, the the boat traveling in reverse. Um, I just had another thought. <laughs> <laughs> so like the whole Vietnam part of the mission, right? She doesn't want to see, you know, because she knows her normal self is coming back to the to the yacht with with max but like did they validate any of this because like the timing is yeah. like very very close together right did the protagonist and neil just take her at her word like ah no nah, it'll be fine like it's gotta it's gotta line up perfectly that all gets cleared up in my next minute <laughs> oh does it really I, I yeah i i watched a couple minutes behind in you know, inverted terms. Uh, so I watched that whole scene with them talking in the eye and I was like, oh, wow, they really like explain it all in this. However, you need so much information to have context for this conversation that like, even by your third or fourth viewing, you're still like, all right, I guess they're kind of telling you what's going to happen in the third act. Okay. But then, but then they're caveating it. Like the, the line I just read with cat where she goes oh but what if this happens and then the protagonist goes it's not because it didn't basically it's all going to work out but we have to we have to go through the motions you know okay i'm that's, sold i'm sold so that's coming up in my in my next minute um it's also coming up in this minute here when he talks to ives so okay but my point with these scenes is that the boat is reversing in time the protagonist is inverted. His eyes are inverted. He's looking down at the ship moving backwards. He looks up and the helicopter is moving forward. 
as I've already explained in the third act, the helicopters cannot be inverted. <laughs> so the helicopters that carry the inverted team carry these shipping containers. Therefore, that shot is a goof because as we are being shown in the scene that we're seeing this scene through the protagonist's eyes, he's looking at the ship moving backwards. He is inverted himself. Uh, the world is inverted around him. And he looks up and he sees a helicopter moving forward in the normal direction the progression of time would allow. Uh, the, the, that should be happening in reverse. But that also wouldn't make sense because why would the helicopters... The helicopters can't be arriving in inverted time. It, it just... Uh, basically, the helicopter should be backing up to come land and drop these shipping containers onto... Because he's inverted and... Because we're seeing yeah. everything as it's inverted. Mm -hmm. And the helicopter... That would mean the helicopter is actually... I don't know, actually. I don't know. How do you shoot that? Think about that for a second. I How think would they would have to they would have to invert it and reverse it because it would have to look like it's backing up. So it has to be facing away from you. Yeah. Which I think you could just do just by inverting the film uh, and then reversing it so it looks like it's it's coming backwards, which a helicopter Hello. can also actually do. Also, I have some other how did they shoot this kind of stuff coming up in this very short 20 second interlude between the two conversations. <laughs> but like, so you just think it's a mess up. Like the helicopter should be, should have the appearance of also being inverted. Yes. Like the, like the boat, if the boat is inverted, you can't invert an entire boat as we've seen. Why can't we invert a helicopter? Cause you can't fit it in the machine. Yeah, I guess you can't fit it in the machine. Maybe they have a giant machine. That would be cool. But then why, can't they that would be really cool if they had an inverted car for you to drive around that'd be that'd be dope yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on because we have a couple of other of these little tiny tiny things to talk about um okay we then see uh, the protagonist walking through the belly of the ship uh, as he does he sees people practicing taekwondo moves inverted and non-inverted people uh screwing around with each other how do you know it's taekwondo I don't know. They're like flipping each other and shit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> mixed martial arts, whatever they call that stuff now. Um, and then we see Neil. This is very interesting because this took me a couple of seconds to figure out what Neil is actually doing here. Neil has the mask on, therefore he's still inverted, but he is practicing um, drawing his weapon in a way where it looks like it's invertedly falling in upwards, right? So, oh, yeah, yeah. This took me a second because I'm like, wait, he's inverted. So shouldn't his weapon like, you know, so it's not an inverted weapon, but he is inverted. So he is practicing, you know, the, the, you have to have dropped it to pick it up thing. Right. Where he's pulling it up into uh, the draw scope and he's practicing with another guy. So we see, we see the blue team practicing <laughs> to fight invertedly. And that means that, Sometimes inverted people have non-inverted weapons, although the application of that is dubious. Besides, besides the two times we see somebody get shot in this film by a, by a person of a different invertation, uh, <laughs> that being in the beginning opera scene with the inverted gun that Neil uses, um, and in the end when Volkov shoots Neil. What a, what a, like a great strategy. Like, <laughs> like, don't like go into the mission, a normal 
as a normie, right? Not inverted, but pretend to be inverted. So like when the enemy sees you, like they get like a little confused, but then you just kind of like go back into your normal motion and shoot the guy in the face. Hmm. I, you know what, for our little short screenplay, what we, you and me should write is a scene where an inverted person has a non-inverted gun, like a non-inverted paintball gun. <laughs> and on the other team is an inverted person or uh, uh, an inverted person with a non-inverted gun or, you know, the opposite. And, and just try and keep the logic of this practice together and see if we can ever find a way where the two people can shoot each other. Because <laughs> I don't think it can happen. Yeah, I mean, we may need to consult a physicist. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think it would be really cool. <laughs> it would be cool and we very should, shootable, very cheap, right? Yeah, we should. Yeah, let's just act it out. I've got an inverter in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for real. We shoot <laughs> just like Nolan. We shoot 100 percent practical. Wait, yeah, no, <laughs> no CGI in this. <laughs> okay, speaking of this, just before we get to the last scene. Um, the last scene is Ives and the protagonist talking. They both have masks on. You can't hear a freaking thing they're saying. <laughs> so I will, for those of you who has never watched it with subtitles, and I will read to you exactly what they say. It is script perfect in the script, but you cannot intelligence a thing they are saying <laughs> in the original viewing of the movie. That sounds right. Um, but in the background of that scene, because I watch it so many times to make sure it was word perfect to the script that I'm about to read. In the background of the scene, again, are people practicing mixed martial arts taekwondo. I, I think half of them are supposed to be inverted and the other half are not. And they are just doing very slow punches. But they're, I, I think the direction was pretend you're punching backwards. And there's five people in a row punching backwards in sync coordination. And there are people ducking it, un unducking it. So coming back up, having just missed the punch that is being thrown in reverse. But if you just watch the background actors, it's so clear that they were told to do this in reverse to make it look like they're inverted. Because one, they're going so slow. <laughs> And it does not look like they're inverted. It just looks like they're doing some sort of a weird dance. <laughs> is it's it that like, bad? I want to watch. It's this that again. bad. It's it that is. Bad, huh? Yeah. So watch a scene with Ives and the protagonist on the boat in the masks, and just watch the background actors doing a very poor rendition of Swan Lake invertedly. Just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I gotta check that out. Yeah. But that's the last uh, of that. I do like that background thing. I think they could have, I mean, with the masks on, you can't tell, you can't see their lips. So maybe they were planning on inverting that to make it look mm. like, but it might have, maybe the eye lines were off because again, they were inverted. It would even, I think that was the intention of with the masks on, you can't tell that they're speaking in reverse, right? So you can have the actors in the background going forwards in time. Or have them, I don't know what they were going for, but that, that scene doesn't work on any conceptual level. <laughs> Is it, I don't know, maybe do they like, do, do military folks practice things kind of like in slow motion and then speed it up to get better at it? Not that slow. Did you, I mean, you did <laughs> like some hand-to-hand -hand combat, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Training, I mean, like, uh -huh. do, you, do you do the moves slowly at first to get them, get comfortable with it? Yes. Okay. 
but it's also it just looks goofy is what i'm saying <laughs> it looks goofy because they're going in reverse all right all right that's, that's why because not only are they going slow you can tell that they are just doing it like how do you throw a punch backwards go ahead and go ahead and try like <laughs> it, it, you'd have to like, <laughs> that's like, what it looks like <laughs> yeah yeah it's like winding up for your golf swing kind of <laughs> Uh, okay so here's the conversation between eyes okay they're, they're just uh walking around the deck of the ship i've says cough it up it's time protagonist says or no ives continues sorry uh, we're working our way back to the 14th but without knowing where the dead drop is there's only so much i can prepare uh, protagonist just stares at him no response <laughs> you need me to get you there the protagonist says you know what a hypocenter is Ives shakes his head protagonist says it's ground zero for an underground nuclear test Sir Michael Crosby told me about the detonation at Stalask 12 on the 14th the dead drop is at the bottom of the hypocenter that explosion seals up the algorithm so the pretense to this, and it comes up in earlier scenes, is that this is a piece of information that protagonist has that he has not been giving to Ives or Neil, because Neil asks him for this piece of information, but he refuses to give it up. Um, so he knows, they all know the date. It happens on the 14th. That's why they're going backwards, but they don't know where until uh, this very moment. Um, and then in the beginning, my last minute, just to wrap this conversation up, Neil says, then we better pull it off. Uh, then we better pull it out of that hole before the bum goes off. Whatever accent Ives has. <laughs> the, the accent, the masks, <laughs> the sound design all make this, this conversation very unintelligible. <laughs> Just thinking about the, uh, the algorithm at the end of the movie, they should have like let half of it go down the, the hypocenter and go down with the bomb, right? That would have solved all their problems. Or one piece of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Then, like, future person digs it up and there's only one. And then right. nobody, like, if that per, if that person has a piece of it, right? Doesn't that also, I don't know. I don't yeah, know you would want to scatter it all throughout time, which means you would want a piece of it to eventually go to, the, I don't know. Time and space, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's all just full of jelly beans. I mean, it's uh, it doesn't it doesn't do anything. <laughs> if you guess the right amount, you can save the world. <laughs> yeah, it's just. <laughs> hmm. It's just a bunch of old computer parts. And <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a minute! What a yeah. minute! Uh, interesting stuff. Well, episode thirty-one. Thank you all for listening to the tenant men podcast if you've enjoyed this program please take a moment to follow rate and review this show on whatever service you found us on and rest assured we will continue our temporal pincer movement of this film next week and until then we'll meet you at the beginning i'll see you at the beginning friend.